from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name's Don, and with me as always is Blake. Hey Don. Hi, hi, hi Blake, how are you? I'm doing all right. It's been a few week hiatus. We've been kind of busy on our end, and that's why I changed the intro to every week or so a while back, because we try, but we don't always succeed. I I saw something on on Twitter the other day, and I felt real seen, where somebody was commenting on a new podcast and was like, why would I listen to this? These guys, they really think they're funny, and they're really not. (laughs) What was that for? I don't remember. I was just like, oh, hey. Difference is we don't think we're really funny. Hey, speak for yourself, buddy. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's a good... That probably applies to 99.8% of all podcasts. Especially two white dudes talking podcasts. So just to think that we are in that 0.2% is, is ultimate hubris, I feel like. I like whenever I see someone credited as having a podcast, I, I laugh and <laughs> say, you know, anybody can do that. Yeah, if you've got a phone. <laughs> it's not like podcaster. Like, mm, yeah, there's maybe like 10 people that I would say are podcasters that are like legitimately everyone successful. else just. Kind of does it sometimes. Yeah. There are people out there who make their whole living doing this, and they're very good. Most of them are very good at it. Yeah. But, well, I uh, have been doing it for since day one and have the. <laughs> just I, have ordered the market. I actually, there was a while where I was like, I was podcast pretentious because I've been listening to podcasts since very, like, almost day one. And then there are a bunch of shows that are big now that started way, way late in the game. Like, still early enough to get in when it was big, when it was possible to get big podcasting easily. But I refused to listen to them, no matter how good anybody told me they were, because I was like, fucking Johnny come lately. Fucking, they're not even real podcasters. Fuck them. Posers. Never even been on an iPod in their lives. (laughs) It's not even a pod. And uh, did Man, you... what a short-lived technology that was! Yeah, it was great while it lasted, though. I Good still, idea. I still kind of wish, like, I liked having a separate machine with much better battery life to store my music. Yeah, I guess that's that's a thing. Yeah, because now I don't have nearly yeah, enough space on my phone to store any actual MP3s. Because uh, 64 gigs is nothing anymore, and that's like all that's all they want to give me. So I have to rely on streaming services, and and that was great. It was fine when it was Google Music. When Google Play Music just had all of my MP3s, every album I ever purchased, I uploaded there. But then they switched over to YouTube Music, and they killed Google Play Music. And I thought that'd be fine too. But now they make me listen to ads while I'm listening to the music that I bought and put on their server. 
Gross. Like an album I have owned since 1994. You, you're putting it on there, and they're making you listen to it. Right. That's all. That's great. It's weird. I mean, I understand they have to pay the server costs, but that's just. Come on, Google. You don't. You don't need that. You don't need that money. Oh, I'm gonna have to judge based on your tone because your video froze. Uh oh. Well, it'll probably unfreeze sooner or later. So uh, it's not an unfortunate freeze frame. It's just regular. Good. It's not like the one you just had where you looked like a, a happy guy who just ate some marshmallow cereal in a commercial. Ugh. That's totally Ugh, man. I can't eat that stuff now. <laughs> really happy Chester. <laughs> Have you tried Arthur. Lucky Charms lately? It's it's horrible. <laughs> I still like Lucky Charms. I'm sorry. I just love the marshmallows. The texture is it's like what I assume packing peanuts would be like to eat. You've never eaten a packing peanut? Uh, no, I have not. Not, e- not, not even, even the not even the the water soluble ones. Those are totally edible. Those are literally Cheetos with no flavor. They're just cornstarch <laughs> puffs. Still, it's a texture thing. Me and Aaron used to eat Yuck. them at Mobius to freak out children. Yuck! It's like <laughs> a food equivalent of cutting styrofoam. I mean, yeah, but like in your mouth, yeah. But I love it. Don't like it. I love it. Yuck. Now you're frozen. So I guess we can't see each other this time. That's fine. Why did we go to Google Hangout? Uh, because it was better than the other one? No, because that's the only option. <laughs> that's I mean, well, that's what we were using. And then they switched from Google Hangout to Google Meets. And now this doesn't work nearly as well. God damn you, Google. They oh, heard right. us talking shit and they froze our yeah, video. Right. I really, I really fucking hope this doesn't happen a bunch of times when we're trying to play the the game we're going to start next month. All right, that would suck. So it's your week. What do you got? What do you got? It is. Uh, we're going to talk about rock apes. Okay. So it's just all about it's all about Creed. <laughs> uh, no stained stained isn't here at all. No, no, that was just the first one that came to mind. <laughs> I was like, if I want to do a joke about primates making music, Creed. specifically rock, I, this went to Creed. That was my yeah, that's a good one. Scott Stapp. and hey, they're always they're always up on they're always up on rocks doing stuff. Scott Stapp is he's a shade <laughs> so Sasquatch. It's a twofer because they do quasi rock music and they're frequently on to, on top of rocks. And and Jesus is their rock. Oh, man, that's three layers of Creed joke. Yeah. <laughs> Classy. We're, we're, see, we are funny. We can make fun of a 20-year-old throat rock band. Yeah. You're, we're, uh, Take, taking Creed down a peg, we're, finally. We're Scott Stapp <laughs> sings like Trey well, Parker doing his silly rock voice. Like, legitimately. Does, like he sounds like the, the 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 now you're a man song from from Orgasmo. <laughs> I I think I went with them just because that was huge when I was 18 and it was like I'm gonna that was the 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 trajectory of turning 18 in 2000 was like okay I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my tribal armband tattoo. We're gonna graduate and then go see Creed. Fucking Creed, yeah, baby. <laughs> that was like. Multiple conversations <laughs> I was next to in I, classes in 
early 2000. I never I never owned a Creed album, but it, to my shame, I did borrow one from our our class uh, class president and salutatorian once. And but to my credit, like after with arms wide open, which was like a catchy butt rock, whatever. Ever, the rest of that album sucked. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even worth, like, it's completely non-memorable. <laughs> when I graduated, so it was more like everybody was, like, we. everybody still liked the butt rock, but Linkin Park was inexplicably huge. <laughs> well, it's like goth. It's a suck. It's like shitty rock plus shitty hip-hop plus shitty electronica plus, like, dumb anime nerds and when chester bennington died a few people i know were like real broken up about it on social media and i i'm not a huge dick anymore but like 15 years ago i might have said dude they fucking <laughs> sucked like it's not like when chris cornell died like it's <laughs> it's the guy from lincoln fucking park so it's just new metal for goths yeah nerdy new metal i'm too sensitive to get behind limp biscuit <laughs> I need a little ghost in my shell when I'm listening to to shitty new metal. It's like I kind of want to like Limp Bizkit, but I also like painting my fingernails. So <laughs> let's not really work together. So for real, what is a what's a rock ape? I've never heard of this one. This one is actually hard to look up because rock ape also applies to the macaques of Gibraltar. Makes sense. Uh-oh, this, it's it's not in cryptozoology A to Z. This is a weird one. I'm surprised we haven't done this one before. Oh, I know exactly I know exactly why I haven't done this one before. It's because it's not it's not on the encrypted list of wikis. Uh, <laughs> the encrypted list of wikis. That's the a, wiki list of cryptids. Yeah, I usually start there <laughs> and I, I, I don't always I rarely finish there, but usually that's a that's a good leaping off point for finding something. But okay. Um, oh God, now it is tangentially well it after the fact got attributed to a different quasi cryptid that i'm pretty sure we have done we did the minnesota Iceman, right yeah yeah we did a whole episode on that right i'm pretty sure we did this a whole one, episode late like only a couple of years ago they tried to like backfill into the, the minnesota Iceman history which is a fucking stupid hoax it's not real <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why they wanted to make this connection to a rubber body and a block ice. But I, 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 it may not. You, know, you can't know that for sure. He may have been an actual frozen frozen <laughs> ice man. Let me see. Do so this this one is. I, I thought a, in one of the articles I was reading about this one, it describes it as a, a weird, like the only cryptid that's in a ton of Vietnam War books, but barely <laughs> in any cryptid books. You know what? We've never done a full God. episode on the Minnesota Iceman. We've talked shit about him. I know we, we have. About it. Uh, I think maybe we talked about him on our episode 69, Sexiest Cryptid Spectacular, but we've never done a full episode on him. So anyway, Rock this Apes, one, Vietnam War cryptids. Yeah, this one is almost exclusively known from veteran accounts of U.S. and Marines in Vietnam. So from you know, the sixties to the early seventies. And of course, be it being a, a it's a big footy like thing. An orang pendek and a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's and this is one it's like all the it's there's a ton of similarities between the accounts and a ton of differences. <laughs> like the 
<laughs> it's, it's one of those where it's, it's they, they seem to the rock apes. They tend to do the same thing in every the same range of behaviors. Different in almost every account and every like <laughs> they all all the soldiers like they know what it is. They're like uh, it's a rock ape. <laughs> is because they've heard about it from the other guys in country but what really struck me about this is that it's all these you know like 20 something year old guys Americans who just have zero curiosity about what this thing is (laughs) it's like yeah that's a an ape that's walking around like a person that uses tools they throw they throw rocks that's almost every and that's why they call it a rock it's well it's they can't quite decide if it's a rock ape because it lives on rocky hills or it's a rock ape because it throws rocks at you. So so basically There's like both explanations you, for that. You get to Vietnam and some fucking sergeant's like, "Yeah. Uh, yeah, private, you just uh, watch out for the rock apes. Just it's fine." Yeah. And it's it struck me as so weird that, uh, yeah, granted that that's, you know, cryptids are low on your list of shit to be worried about when you're 21 in the jungles of Vietnam. Right. But still, it's not, no one is like, you know, I was like, hey, Jimmy, what the fuck is this? Like, there's none of that. It's just like, yeah, we saw a rock ape and it did rock ape stuff. How has this never and, ended and up in a it. Vietnam War movie? I don't know. I like, don't want to put it in there. Like, how is, how did Robin Williams not fuck a rock ape in Good Morning Vietnam? <laughs> Well, he was mistaken for one multiple times. <laughs> that's that's natural. He was a hairy, hairy man. He's a hairy man. And like the, the descriptions tend to vary. That's usually between four to six feet tall. Sometimes as big as seven, but de- generally man sized. Okay. And they vary in color: red, black, or sometimes gray. You know and what? Sometimes Wait. sometimes they're very shy, and sometimes they're very aggressive. I, I laughed about it originally when you said there are similarities and a lot of differences, but. That makes more sense. Like, that, yeah, they're going to vary in heights. They're going to have different personalities. They might have different hair colors. Although I guess typically most, most non-human primates are, if you're in the species, you're this color hair. Now that I think about it. And this being a, this is a weird, like, after-the-fact cryptid to where it, it, this wasn't really investigated. Allegedly, the North Vietnamese looked into it. <laughs> I can't find, like, do, like documentation of this but some we of these articles it. claim that we, we napalmed all of the documentation because the the vietnamese were seeing this too that allegedly one of their generals had sent somebody from hanoi to like go look huh. a, sent a, an ornithologist to go like check it out and they found some footprints was all they found like bigfoot there's a bigfoot cast of the foot and it's it's pretty like lumpy and fucked up looking. It's not a very clear better, is that it's not a very good impression. It's just kind of a like a big Bigfoot foot. It's a so it's it a, looks they compared it they compared it more to those those Yeti ones, the ones that look like the bear. Yeah, like the the really broad that we discussed earlier. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's really they're really wide. The picture with the pickaxe next to it. Yeah, yeah, they look kinda of like that. Yeah, that exact like one. Flat that, yeah. and chunky. And that's a lot of the descriptions of them, that they have a very, like, kind of smooshed head with fat feet and big hands. <laughs> Some of the, based on, because the, these aren't contemporary drawings. This is after the fact stuff. And they look kind of, they look either like an orang, like the orang pen deck, kind of like, but like taller. Mm-hmm. 
orangutan. And some of them look like the the little cave guy from Land of the Lost. <laughs> that little orange. We've talked about him before. I can't remember his yeah. name now. I'm looking at but a picture little... right now on the obscure, obscurban legends wiki. Oh yeah, I got that tab open. Yeah, where, where it looks like like a a, a lady oh, bigfoot, that's more of like an orang pendek looking thing. Yeah, but it's, it's got long. Skinny. It's got long hair. It's got. Oh my god! It's Scott Stapp. <laughs> it, it's got it, fucking. It does. It has a, cream a, and it's got its own local name. Um, I don't know. I'm making a butcher this Vietnamese, like the Nuri Rung. Or the bat, it's also listed as bata too, but that apply it looks a bat one, and that's a, more of a Malaysian, <laughs> which you know, parse hairs here, huh. not the same thing. I'm looking through there, I found a bunch of because, like, one guy put up a veteran, messaged me about this, and he got like five or six messages that he listed. Of yeah, huh. I saw these. <laughs> like everybody knew about them. <laughs> of helicopter crewmen saw them, um, like in trees. Like you'd fly over. They even had a, a, a hill that was called Monkey Mountain <laughs> because so many guys saw these things around this hill that they just called it Monkey Mountain. After crew were seeing them up in trees. There's lots of infantry guys who. Like got really close to him, any in one in particular. So like if 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 oh there was a there like, was some, yeah I saw those yeah then everybody says that but I saw it and I grabbed its pendulous breasts. Yeah, where it's like this is you know Jason Linderer from mm. Texas. When there's an actual name, it's like I saw the thing. Hmm. But then when you get to, you know, just said we shot fifteen of them. There's not a name attached to that one. Yeah, you, maybe he's worried about repercussions, like like uh, Rock Ape <laughs> Revenge Mission. But there was a alleged battle that, well, that was later called the Battle of Dong Din. <laughs> I know I shouldn't laugh. I know it's just because it's a different Which, language. Yeah, besides having the hilarious Vietnamese name of Dong. Dong Den. Supposedly, where the the rock apes attacked. Um, let's see, was this the the one first one? Oh, this is the Marine Corps one, where a bunch of Marines supposedly were attacked by creatures that were throwing large rocks at them. <laughs> where several Marines were said to have been injured, while numerous rock apes were said to be killed. I, I like the idea that there's just some Vietnamese who hate both sides and nobody wants to admit that it's humans. It's just like <laughs> trolls throwing yeah, rocks. Just... just like, get the fuck out of here, both of you. Let's see, where's the... Oh, this guy. Here's one that's an actual an actual named, named person doing an interview. Let me... God damn it. Cooperate. Computer. It's this guy's name. Alfonso Villarreal. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Carlton. Texas. Whose nickname was Poncho. <laughs> really? For, <laughs> for 
And this is this is just in the context of a regular Vietnam interview about <laughs> Vietnam. And he just is like, well, and then there was a baby rocket. <laughs> and the guy's like, wait, hold on, stop. Off in the distance, he and his comrades saw what looked like a large medicine ball moving toward them through a ravine. Yeah, which I find is really odd. Totally look like large medicine. What? He was carrying several Indian clubs. What's the, what? Uh, let's see. The object had. What's an Sorry, Indian still club? There? Oh, like those big uh, bowling pin-looking things that you also exercise with. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. Okay, I thought I didn't realize that was a was joke. A... I was like, that. Was... He said that the that the medicine ball was carrying Indian clubs. Like what? What? It was, it was a goof. A goof on medicine gotcha. ball. You I know, gotcha. like turn of the century. Yeah. Workout gear. Yeah, he, so he, he, had, he had a barbell chest. with two giant spheres on each end. <laughs> it's so you can get that huge chest and regular arms and regular legs. Yep, and a spit curl. Let's see, so the medicine ball got cl- the object moved towards them until it was right up on the end of a rifle. So I guess within within poking distance, because the marine tapped at the thing. I, did it still the, look the like things- a medicine ball at this distance? <laughs> The thing started screaming, yelling, waving its arms all over and running away. And he's like, yeah, it's a baby rocket. Huh. Addressing that, the interviewer writes, rock apes are indigenous to Vietnam's hills and rocky areas. <laughs> he just takes it at face value. Yeah, I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> did the, and then did... the, the, the <laughs> on the, the steep sides of the ravine, large boulders were thrown down, some maybe weighing three to 400 pounds the rock ape adults so the baby was like the bait it held everybody like kind of fascinated and stuck like like it cast a dazzle spell on them and then apparently then the human or the humans the adults were like fucking rocks now go they're distracted so by later, the, the, the medicine ad- ball the adult apes were coming down the path toward the platoon uh, they were like gorillas Villarreal said and they had four to five inch fangs Jesus. And we had to shoot them. I think there were about 17 of them. The little rock ape was not among the dead rock apes. That's I've never good. seen anything like it, he said. Little Johnny got away. That's good. Like in the middle of... Also, there were leeches and landmines. I find it... Like the, the interviewer didn't say, uh, rock apes, question mark? Please expound on that. Mm-hmm. What if of this... course, there's no photos. Nobody got a photo. Nobody got well, like right. a piece of one. What if this so is there's just no like evidence? The, there's direct evidence. The there's world's... just a surprising amount of money. What if this is the world's biggest fucking prank? Where just like every single guy who was in Vietnam, <laughs> they all agree. Like when you get to Vietnam, the sergeant didn't say look out for the rock apes. The sergeant said, okay. When we get home, we're going to tell everybody there were these fucking Bigfoots that threw rocks at us. Okay? Remember that. Don't ever admit that we just made that up. <laughs> I mean, And then you get on a Huey and you die. Funny. That'd be funny to me. It'd be really fucking funny. But this one is so... It's so interesting to me that... It's, I mean, I would have got back and be like, I saw a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like immediately, they'd be like, "I was like, what was Nam like? Oh, uh, there were Bigfoots." Yeah, but what about did you get shot with? at? Or did you get what? Did you have to ever call an airstrike? Like, yeah, yeah, but but there were goddamn Bigfoots everywhere. 
yeah, like everybody in Korea and World War II did that too, but they didn't see Bigfoot. I saw a, I fought some Bigfoots in the jungle. Yeah, like remember remember the uh, the uh, fighter pilots in World War II who saw aliens and UFOs and told everybody. The yeah, fighters. But I saw Bigfoot. It, it's. I'm just baffled that this should be a bigger story. Than now I want to watch Ken Burns' Vietnam documentary just to see if they mention rock apes at all. Probably not. That's probably a little not serious enough for uh, Mr. Burns. Yeah, but like if if he interviewed, if he's just like interviewing like four dozen different vets and 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 half of them go, yeah, but let me tell you about the rock apes. He can't. That's that's that doesn't seem like good documentarian ethics to just cut it out completely. You know, it should, I think it should be a bigger. Uh, this is a bigger story. We need. And now I want to like every time I see somebody wearing a Vietnam hat, I'm going to be like, "Hey, man, did you see any rock apes?" <laughs> we we got a guy at work. Did you ever who, go by Monkey Mountain? <laughs> we got a guy at work who who maybe maybe a bigger military history buff than you are, and that he has written literally thousands of letters to World War II vets. And when he ran out of World War II vets, he started on Vietnam vets. And next time I see him, I'm going to ask if if any of them has ever mentioned the rock apes to him. It's a good pivot. Like, hey, man. So, yeah, those letters you wrote to Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool talking to the vets. Yeah, they ever talk about a Bigfoot that threw rocks at them. And I'll have to go through some of my uh, Vietnam memoirs I've got because I, I remember at least in one of them that rock apes were mentioned. God, that, rock like, apes? We heard, we heard some noise at night and we assumed it was the rock apes. Like, there's a bunch of those, too, of which they don't see. Mm-hmm. They never see what's what's causing the ruckus, but there'll be some kind of ruckus. They don't the assume. Bushes, they do not assume get... it's the Viet Cong. They assume it's a cryptid. Well, because they're making monkey noises. Oh. Humans can't make monkey noises. Oh, it's well no. known. Had a lot better shit to do than make monkey noises. <laughs> it's, it's not, I mean, like, hey, you know what? We'll scare them by making monkey noises and throwing rocks. And hopefully, you know, 12 guys with automatic weapons don't shoot at us. It'll be really hilarious and we won't die, I promise. It's just, it's... I'm still struck by how just casually it's like, yeah, yeah, it's the rock apes. Yeah. Seriously. Like, like a thing that is a thing that is totally real here. And I'm not that curious about the, you don't like, you don't usually get that. You don't get that level of mundanity when people are talking about cryptids like ever. Yeah. Which is, I think like why this isn't on the list of like really famous cryptids is just how, it's dealt with like yeah. they just it's it doesn't it doesn't seem to occur to these guys that this is an unusual thing they're seeing it's just like that's eh, just some weird monkey yeah and they're they're not trying to like ride the coattails of the rock ape to their own little niche fame and that no one's like you know hey um you guys ever seen a monkey walk around like that <laughs> <laughs> the guys in my platoon agreed no we hadn't seen we didn't know about monkeys doing that and I, I just I wonder if it had been anybody else, like if it had been British troops, if they're because I've got lots of British memoirs from that talk about butterflies and all kinds of shit that they're much more interested. They seem like more interested observers. Maybe maybe you have to have like uh, 
Maybe you have to have an American. It's like our fucking theme song says, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Like, you grew up in America, and Bigfoot is a part of the cultural consciousness, and it's that's that's if you see a weird monkey thing or something that appears to be a weird monkey thing, that sticks with you in a way it doesn't for a Brit. They would probably see an anomalous big cat or a fucking pig man of Canic Chase oh, or some British okay, shit. I see, what, I see what you're saying. What I'm saying is just that, like, maybe it's a different already <clears throat> in that maybe just as culturally Americans just aren't as interested in in butterflies <laughs> well not butterflies in particular that was just an example right like we're, we're not there to smell the flowers we're there to kill shit and look at monkeys and I've got one of my favorites is about a British guy in Burma and he is quite excited to find a giant centipede <laughs> That he is certain is bigger than any other centipede ever, <laughs> because he's measured it and it's so big. By Joe, and he was very upset. Seen a centipede of this size before, and he was very upset that one of his ignorant squad mates chops it up with a machete. Oh, because he's trying to like rearrange the pieces to get an accurate <laughs> measurement, and they're probably sure still like wriggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like, I just have a feeling that if that guy was had observed rock apes, it would be like a whole chapter of his book trying to sort out what that was. Yeah, and, and if he's a guy who's trying to put the pieces of the uh, centipede back together, he would have brought some pieces of 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 rock ape back to the base, or gotten a photo or something. Or if, yeah. if, if George McDonald Fraser had seen the the rock apes, it would be a more prominent man. God, now and I want to read everything about these. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. And it, oh, uh, at the beginning, we teased it. It then was backfilled into something else. Mm-hmm. There was this god awful. I think it was Travel Channel thing that I watched like a year ago. I didn't watch the whole thing because I was so infuriated by it. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the with the Minnesota Ice Man, where like I know it's a fucking rubber thing, you know block ice like i know it's not real there's like they tracked down the paperwork for the guy who bought the thing back in the 60s and the story was different every time like where it came from like it was found in siberia some guy shot it in siberia or the guy the presenter himself shot it while hunting in minnesota there's a bunch of and then now they're trying to say that this guy who had it, who served in Vietnam in the mid middle sixties, brought it. He secretly brought a rocket back from Vietnam and then made it the Minnesota Iceman. Yeah, that seems unlikely. If the guy claimed like multiple stories of where he got this thing, how, why wasn't that one of them? <laughs> Like, so I, I found a book that apparently mentions the rock ape called Very Crazy G.I. Strange But True Stories of the Vietnam War. And I'm... Yes, I that's, mean, that's been referenced in a bunch of these articles. I'm ordering this right now. I just clicked buy it now. And it will be arriving at my home. Wait, three ninety nine <laughs> cool. shipping? Fuck that. I'm getting the Kindle version. This is bullshit. I know. I also am interested now in getting that. Yeah. Well, the Kindle version is only four ninety nine. I just really like paper books more. Yeah, me too. Did you did you find that was that was the Buku Dinky Dow? Was that the one you? Yep. Yep. Craig P. Jo- P. J. Jorgensen. Which means a lot of crazy. 
Yep. Nobody has nobody has prime shipping. Fuck that. We're getting the Kindle version. Bam. Then I, I found this list. That's that's called uh it's what does it say? X it's X Files of wartime <laughs> encounters with cryptids. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. It's super cool. It's got the, the Belgian giant snake. Cool. It's snake that this Belgian helicopter crew got the photo of. We've talked about this one, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. For sure yeah, we yeah. We've I I remember looking at that photo when we did uh, uh when we did a giant things that are bigger than normal episode. Yeah, the, the bigger than normal snakes. And also, this one was on uh, In Search Up. I remember this one from In Search Up. <sighs> Leonard Nimoy talk. I loved that which show. Is bizarre. It was a terrible show, but I loved that show. This weird black and white photo of a, clearly a snake with nothing really for scale, so we have no idea how big it is. <laughs> but let's see. Now, this one I was unfamiliar with, with the Soviet Bigfoot. What's it called? It's some Red Army. Uh, this is an Almas sighting. Oh, okay. In 1925, some Red Army soldiers shot an Almas. Okay, what'd they do with it? Because they uh, they left it in the cave. <laughs> they buried the wild man. Oh, well, they found something in a cave, and they shot at it and killed it. They They claimed it was a wild man covered in hair. It was just Robin five, Williams. Five and a half feet Again. tall, covered in thick gray fur. Yep, that's him. And they were they they originally were going to bring it back, or at least bring the hide back. But as the more they examined it, the more they were unsettled by how human it was. So they buried it. <laughs> Yo, bro, this is some real uncanny valley shit. Yeah, don't like. Just it. leave it here. Leave it. And then there's one about the Hellhound of No Man's Land, which is uh, uh, World War One. Yeah, more of a ghost wolf. Yeah, but that, that sounds that's that's a fucking great name for a, a legend. The Hellhound of No Man's Land. Colon Ghost Wolf. <laughs> Colon a true story. Yeah, which is what the made-for-TV garbage mocking a mockbuster would would be called. <laughs> Ghost Wolf. You know, the kind of movie that I get called for, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we start tomorrow. Get mm -hmm. ready. <laughs> the kind of movie that we like to watch and review. It's going to be a good one. We should do a movie review. We haven't done a movie review in quite some time. I know. There's so many options. Let's, let's, there's so many to choose from. Let's, let's do one for next <laughs> week's show. Like this one, is sound, this Hellhound one sounds kind of cool, but it's a little Ghost Wolfy for me. Yeah. If it had been on the Eastern Front, that would have been a different story, because this is, like, Western Europe in 19... Whatever. We'll say in 1916. Sure, why not? So, w w wait, what is it about being on the Eastern Front that makes a ghost wolf more interesting to you? Because there's actual wolves. Oh. <laughs> there. <laughs> they, hadn't, they hadn't killed all the wolves on the entire continent. Yeah, which they had a legit problem with wolves. In Eastern Europe at the time, because there were bodies everywhere, they were unburied, so wolves were multiplying and banding together. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Maybe, maybe if you don't want a wolf problem to happen, you shouldn't send a bunch of children to murder each other for land and grandma's love. 
<laughs> sea monsters. One. I, I knew. I know about this one. This one I've I've heard about the World War One German U-boat monster. I think we talked about that one. Like this one is super interesting because this is very very weird. In which a, a U-boat was had surfaced after sinking a merchant vessel, and some kind of giant crocodile creature was uh, knocked out of the water by the the, <laughs> the ship exploding underneath the water. That poor cryptid. There was a big explosion, and it blew this crocodile thing up out of the water, which then apparently was injured and tried to climb onto the surface submarine. <laughs> oh, that poor poor guy. That sucks, though. Like, isn't that? <laughs> Did they have a name for it? And was it was it a hey, really two... long? Hold the phone. These are two separate accounts. I'm so... conflating two separate things. There's one where they just saw the crocodile thing get blown out of the water, and then there was a different encounter in which there was a a surface view boat because they run they they'd run on the surface at nighttime to recharge their batteries. And so it's on the surface, and there was a the U the boat was rocked by some sort of large thing, and then there was a thud on the deck, and the crew discovered to their horror a large creature climbing onto the submarine, huh. <laughs> and they fairly shot at it, and it left left them alone, leaving the, the deck damaged, <laughs> so the submarine was unable to dive. Is a, a Vashengator. Huh, weird. Oh, this one, this one is actually real. Because <laughs> there's a, this is in 1978 when a U.S. destroyer suffered damage to a sonar dome from some kind of unknown squid. <laughs> Which, that's, this is, this is real. This really happened because it was 1978 and the U.S. Navy actually like, documented this. So this really happened. That's pretty cool. They put it in dry dock, and the sonar dome had all these gashes all over it because it's like this rubber-coated mm-hmm. bulge that this squid went after. So it, there were claws stuck in it and tentacle marks. Some motherfucker was not like sure what it was. Squid, oh, it was a squid. but They don't echolocate, these... do they? Squid? Yeah. No. So, like, there's not, like, the sonar couldn't have been fucking with it. And they're really smart, so he was just pissed. Yeah, don't know. Hmm. Don't know why I decided to to wail on a rubber dome. Hmm. I don't know either. Well, Don, I guess when uh, <laughs> restrictions lift, we're going to Vietnam to look for apes. Yeah, I've always wanted to go cryptid hunting in a former war zone. It's fine. I'm sure all the unexploded ordinances is... Gets fine. Safe by now. Yeah, let's go to the Somme and we'll look for the ghost wolf. <laughs> let's go to that part yeah, of the Somme just... where you're still not allowed to walk a hundred years later. Well, these people live there, so if something happens, you're just on someone's farm. <laughs> I got attacked by a ghost wolf and I got blown up by a buried artillery shell. What's 911 what's the... here? What's interesting about rock apes is you know, supposedly sighted, like nobody lives there. Say that again. I didn't, sorry. I didn't hear like that. in the, the highlands of Vietnam where these are allegedly seen, like no one's there. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally unexplored, uninhabited area. What if it's more like, what if it's like the, the, oh, the, this, 
the people on Sentinel Island. And we think, like, because for a long time we didn't know there were anybody living on Sentinel Island. And now we know there's one tribe that just murders the fuck out of anyone who tries to land there. So what if what if there's just an uncontacted tribe of humans and that's how they reacted? Like they just threw rocks instead of shooting arrows at missionaries. That's one of the there's you know there's always that list yeah. of possible possible explanations. One of those one of those is that uncontacted tribal humans. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. There's relics population of orangutan orangutans. That would be that's I think that that would be the coolest. Which, the more orangs we have, yeah, the better. Like a relict divergent population of orangutans because they mm-hmm. used to live there, but they haven't for millions of years. Let's see. Uh, some kind of hominid, which is always the the go to that it's some sort of hominid yeah. ancestor that it still exists. It's Gigantopithecus. The misidentify misidentification guess, which is okay. Now I gotta want I gotta Google. Are are there any? Do you do you know off the top of your head? Are there any native primates to Vietnam? There are. There's a kind of. There's a gibbon. There's like a blunt-faced monkey of some kind that's super rare. And the snub-nosed monkey. Yes, the snub-nosed monkey. But the problem is that all the the native ones are pretty small. Yeah. Like the gibbon, the gibbon, uh, it's proportionately similar in shape, but it's only like twenty pounds. They're yeah. little. Yeah, gibbons are like easy mistake for monkeys if you don't notice they don't have a tail. Because they're 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 itty bitty little apes. I like how I like how we have yeah, great so, apes and lesser apes, and the only lesser ape is the gibbon. Because they're just that kind of <laughs> shitty compared to orangs and gorillas and chimps and us. Oh, you brachiate, huh? I guess you're a lesser ape. Oh, you fully brachiate, meaning that I don't know if I ever told you this. I had my 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 primatology professor for uh, the class I took when I was getting my anthropology degree was an expert in in great ape locomotion, and she was very anal about the word brachiation. According to some other primatologists, orangutans primarily moved by brachiation. And for those of you who don't know, that's the monkey bar swing. That's swinging from branch to branch with your arms. And so I put that on a test as an answer to name an ape that brachiates. I wrote orangutans because I swear that was in the book. And I got it wrong. And I was like, hey, I could have sworn this was right. And she's like, no, only gibbons truly brachiate because only gibbons are ever fully airborne between branches. An orang always has one hand on a branch, which is not true brachiation, according to this professor. Well, if that's your specialty, I guess be able about it. I mean, I I really enjoyed the class. I learned a lot, and she was generally a decent teacher. But I'll always remember how how incredibly exacting she was about that that particular form of locomotion. Man, I... I probably could end up trying to read as much about now rock apes as I can now. That's like <laughs> trying to find more information because I, I feel like we can do multiple really rock ape episodes now. Because there's just so many Vietnam vets. Like we could, <sighs> damn, I don't know any vets. I don't know any Vietnam Vietnam veterans, but I bet there are guys out there who would be willing to, if not come on the show. Like that might be a little awkward, but be willing to like give us directly their own statements that we could read. 
yeah, this that's another thing that's unusual about this one is apparently there's a lot of people to talk to about this. Right. But they're rapidly aging and dying. Well, there's there's still time. It's not like they're World War II vets. Yeah, I know. But they're getting like and they're a hundred years old. They're mostly in their seventies now. I feel like I've said this before, but you know, it's my mind is is permanently stuck somewhere in the nineties. And so when I think of a World War II vet, I picture somebody who looks like a Vietnam vet looks now, and a Vietnam vet yeah. to me looks like a guy in his forties. Yeah. I have that problem. Too, yeah, like, like, like I know. Oh, I, right there, it's yeah. it's been. I know intellectually that they're very old now. <laughs> they're early baby boomers for the most part. Because I bet, like, if, if you put a, if you wanted to do a rock ape book, and you just put that out there that I want your rock ape stories, I bet you could get a lot of firsthand accounts. Yeah, let's write a rock ape book. Because I'm actually like I think I feel like we're both legitimately fascinated by this in more than a let's make fun of this kind of way. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm I'm sticking with it. Our quality of observer is a lot different. It's true. <laughs> it's not you know a teenager in Ohio in the seventies or daddy somebody I, who already I went to play in the abandoned silver mine and I saw a weird yeah. monkey man. <laughs> Or I went out looking for Bigfoot, and I saw Bigfoot. Like, I heard yeah, Bigfoot, you did. too. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Like These guys were all wearing BDUs. Uh, they were not wearing vests and floppy hats, which immediately gives them a couple of points in my book. Um, Don, uh, BDUs weren't introduced until the early 80s. so They um, were actually... all wearing camouflage outfits with the old splotchy camouflage. <laughs> And jungle boots, and they all had a hat with a net, and there were cigarettes in the net. They all had the cigarettes in the hat net. Um, unless they were uh, like long range, uh, <laughs> long range patrol. No, they all had the hat. Unless net. they were, unless they, uh, unless they were lerps, or and uh, and there was different or a bunch of other guys. <laughs> they would have been wearing just the regular green. There was there was different kinds of rain. There was there was the the hard rain. The big old fat rain, the rain that sometimes seemed like it was coming up from underneath of you. And uh, what else? What else do I know about Vietnam soldiers? Um, Camouflage wasn't com- wasn't common. It was it was around, but it wasn't the line infantry. And M16s. They had M16s, and a guy with a phone on his back. <laughs> the old. Uh, the old backy, the old backy phony, I believe they called it. When you needed an airstrike or a medivac, you got on the back of phony. Oh, that was a prick, something or other. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they had the SRC three hundred and roll. That's it, bogged down in <laughs> in equipment details. For what? Vietnam. What? Wait, wait. Hear me out on this. What if it was a bunch of really shitty predators just like all of the shittiest dumbest fucking fucking yautja because i somehow know that off the top of my head i wasn't gonna say it because i'm embarrassed <laughs> well it's pronounced yautja uh whatever what? <laughs> and they didn't and, and and some of them were tall and some of them were short and they didn't all have the shoulder mounted cannon with the tri-beam laser sight uh what if what if, what if no don you you can't you can't give them less stuff you can only give them more, more stuff, stuff. 
So they all had the, the shoulder the cannon. And then some of them it's picked the up your trajectory. Uh, the the fucking the glaive the 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 throwy bladey thing from Alien versus Predator the video game the original one the com- the combi stick yeah they all had a combi stick they all totally had a combi stick <laughs> well if you put this in the chronology of the films and comics this predates yes the jung- this predates the jungle predator so they might have had nothing but rocks well it might have just been that they sent. For for okay, so if you if you get into the, the the chronology, right? They used to use Earth as a battleground with the Xenomorphs until <laughs> until the the pyramid and uh, Antarctica froze over, and then maybe after that they just sent all of their dumbest predators to the the jungles of Vietnam to die at the hands of a bunch of scared teenagers with M16s. God, I hate that movie so much. It's so bad. Predator? No, the the AD, oh Alien the, versus yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's like watching it is like watching a dumb video game. Just the it, fucking video game guy. Yeah, Paul Thomas and Paul. Ant- what's one of the? Was that Paul, Paul W. S. Anderson? Anderson? I can't remember if that was him or not. I just I just remember even as I was watching it, like I it's didn't, that guy. It's the Resident uh, Evil guy. It didn't even require reflection to realize that this was just this was a bad video game, but in movie form. It's like the scene when when suddenly the pyramid just starts randomly rearranging itself, and they have to start dodging the closing walls. I'm like, this is the shit you would do this shit in a platformer. This is this is a dumb video yeah. game. How does that and it's man rearranging keep itself moves? on some kind of currently measurable time scale that mm-hmm. the guy figures out immediately? It's like, oh, it's on metric time, or he has some kind of stupid Ugh. explanation God. for how often the the thing re. Just fucking hate it. Awful, it's awful terrible. movie. And I never saw the second one. I heard it was execrable. Just like far, far. It's worse. real. It's real. No, I think it's better just because it doesn't suck as much. It doesn't does it take itself it's quite as seriously? Stupid, I mean, it's, the, it's also terrible, okay. just less. I think less terrible. The the, the idea of of a xenomorph that incorporated predator DNA, because that I, that's kind of pulled vaguely from um, Alien Three, isn't it? Because doesn't that alien pop out of a dog, yes. and so it runs real fast? Yes. Yeah. Which like, I don't know if it's directly based on because uh, Giger, the HR Giger, the designer, right, said that. Well, this is just the human version of the alien. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, like, the designers of Alien 3 knew he said that or not, because it's hard to tell, like, who knew what before the internet. Because mm-hmm. he's quoted as saying that his version is just the human version, which stands to reason that, well, the guy who created it came up with this concept that mm-hmm. the parasite incorporates its host into its final form. So, Hey, we're almost at an hour. We're at, like, 51 minutes. Oh, yeah. Any more right, so. rock apes? stories or let's shall we some more shall we put a pin in the rock game like i honestly like i want to come back to this i want to i i want us to both read up on this shit and like really give it like do it real justice because this is legitimately fascinating and i don't know how i know i know i've never heard of this because i've only like fairly recently in the grand scheme of my life gotten into military history but i've been into cryptid since i was seven and i somebody in one of these now I've read like a bunch of different, you know, wiki type articles. Yeah. And one of them notes, notes that this is a cryptid that is well known in Vietnam military history, but is for some reason not really involved in the cryptid 
history. So weird. I wonder if cryptozoologists don't take GIs seriously. Like like a, a, a tubby guy a tubby guy in a leather cowboy hat with a totem cop on it is like, no, 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 no. He's not wearing a vest. Uh, they were all smoking marijuana, so who knows what they saw. <laughs> none of them has had ever volunteered at a local zoo before they went in, they were drafted. Now, if you're drinking some Coors Light, you saw a Bigfoot. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it goes, children. If you're smoking the reefer, it was a chupacabra. Smoking, smoking grass, you just misidentified a gibbon. <laughs> you, all had, you were all in the middle of, of obtaining your PTSD. I don't trust anything that you say. <laughs> Man, now I want to see another Rambo movie, but with rock apes. It's just super old Stallone gunning down rock CGI monkeys. <laughs> Julie and I watched uh, Rambo Last Blood not that long ago. It's fucking like I was... I really like Rambo. The fourth one where he was in uh, Burma, I think, or Myanmar. Yes. Like I Both really accurate. like that one a lot. And, and so I was hoping that despite the bad reviews, I would dig this one too. But it obviously was just another movie. About somebody getting kidnapped by Mexican sex traffickers that they slapped Rambo into. It, yeah, where it's although that in the 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 Burma, the Burma one, I I had issue in like the first like two minutes because he's catching cobras. Wait, there are no cobras. You remember that part? Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, and he puts them in a bag Uh and he just slings that bag over his back. Yeah, he's Rambo. Contacting, contacting his, his, yeah, you you don't. That's a fantastic way to get bitten by a venomous snake. But he's fine. He's Rambo. He's, <laughs> he and an old ass colonel defeated the entire Red Army by themselves. It's not over. Nothing's over. <laughs> you know, a myth I always Spit wished. On me. I always wished the call myth, me baby killer. That, that, what? That's a bizarre trajectory for that film series because. First Blood is really good. great. And then immediately and the they were movie. like, let's kill all the goodwill we made with this kind, almost art film. Yeah, it was like, hey, remember everything from the first one? Not applicable here. Yeah. Except for the part where he's a badass. Like, we just lift that part out of this movie. And put it over here. Put it in a totally different movie. Yeah. he. We need him to go back and win the Vietnam War for us. Because the Tet Offensive was a nightmare and Rambo's going to fix it. He's going to retcon the whole war. Or he goes back. That like two, he, and two he goes back, and uh, three he, three Rambo three is the one that's in the credits is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan. Yeah, because the third one he goes to Afghanistan, and, and he plays he plays dead dead goat lacrosse, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then four it seemed like they were actually taking it seriously and trying to make this traumatized fucked up guy a character again, while also having a shitload of ultra violence. Yeah, and then five was just like, yeah, whatever. But no, no rock apes in Probably. it. Just just a bunch of Mexican drug dealers and sex traffickers getting blown up in tunnels that Rambo dug around his ranch for some reason. <laughs> like he just obsessively dug a tunnel complex with booby traps. <laughs> just like one of these days, they're gonna come back. I gotta be ready for them. Maybe he was hoping to attract some Vietnamese or some rock apes. It's like, that's what I do. I dig a tunnel and they'll come. <laughs> if you dig it, they'll come. 
Patreon. <laughs> All right, I should wrap it up. I got to yeah, go. We probably should. <laughs> yeah. I should probably get, start getting ready for bed. Well, everybody, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for listening to the Rock Ape episodes. And it sounds like you're going to be looking forward to probably some more Rock Ape episodes in the future once we get, like, more details. And, like, I'm serious. Like, we should try to find somebody who wants to tell us about their their Rock Ape story. That'd be pretty rad. I know, right? That'd yeah. be really interesting to have an actual firsthand account of mm-hmm. a cryptid on our cryptid show. Well, um, I will... See you. Uh, see you. Will hear us later. Bye, everybody. We'll, we'll try it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is traditional Vietnamese oompa music. <laughs> Did you know that? All right, everybody. Thank you once again for listening, and check us out on Facebook.com slash HiddenZoo69, HiddenZoo69 at gmail.com, Twitter.com, the hit, at the HiddenZoo on Twitter, and listen to our episodes. And we might have another pretty cool guest coming up pretty soon, but I don't want to spoil anything because we haven't, we haven't fully tried to close the deal on that yet. But uh, anyway, bye. Bye.